Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on the home of the Afropolitan. Let's get into it. We cannot predict when death will occur, but it will happen and it often catches you off guard. One must make provision for funeral cover because even a basic funeral is expensive in South Africa. The average cost, in fact, for a basic funeral can uh, be anything between 15 and 25,000 rand. Now, that is the basic cost. There are many intricacies regarding funeral cover. This is why it is so important um, that you find a funeral provider that will take some time to explain their service offering and all the pitfalls to avoid. And I think it's so important that we ask as many questions as possible and also talk about what it is that we're looking for. Uh, You know, people have uh, had funeral cover, but often it is not suited to to their needs or they don't ask enough questions. And when it's time for payout, um, you know, people say that, you know, you haven't actually read the fine print. So it's really, really important to look at this. In order to cover this uh, more extensively, and to get all our questions answered. My guest this evening is Andrew Codd, a Divisional Director for Liberty, emerging the emerging consumer market. Andrew, thank you so much for your time this evening. Hi, good evening, Sumitra. No problem at all. Uh, really excited to be on your show. Thank you for the opportunity. Great. Um, Andrew, uh, you know, obviously we're talking about something really grim. We don't ever really want to talk about funeral cover, but it's something that we can't avoid. We have to actually prepare for this. And especially if you're that type of person that, you know, wants to be in control, doesn't want to, you know, become a burden even in in death. um, You know, if you have children that you're leaving behind, you don't want to saddle them with these unnecessary costs. And we do know in South Africa that funeral policies are really, really important to you know, we have a massive market in South Africa for funeral policies. But what is it that is so important? What are, I think the first questions that we need to ask when taking out a funeral cover? You're right. It's an absolute minefield out there. I think for for our customers, um, I think it's uh, it's a scary place to be. Obviously, as you say, you're considering things that you don't really want to think about. And now you've got the added burden of trying to negotiate through all these sort of legal terms and conditions and loads of different uh, options out there in the market. I mean, there are plenty of different insurers, traditional insurers, uh, not the traditional insurers, um, uh, getting in with the funeral cover as well. But I think from a customer's perspective, I mean, what, what you really want to look at is, I think, two key things. What do I want in terms of the benefits uh, that I need? So it is, am I taking out cover for my own immediate family um, or is it going to be other wider family members and how much money am I going to be contributing per, per family member if it's wider family? And then secondly, you know, there's a, obviously a financial responsibility and commitment that we're making. Will I be able to afford this premium and will I be able to afford it in the longer term because you know, this isn't a short-term contract, this is potentially five, 10, 15 years time when, um, when I'm going to be receiving my benefit, uh, which is my, you know, the cover that I'm, that I've, that I'm paying for. So will I be able to afford it through the, through the lifetime of the contract? Because, you know, if I'm spending beyond my means and I, and I can't afford it, I'm potentially throwing my money away if I have to lapse this policy and cancel it in a year or two's time. But I think that's a key thing that you know, I think it's like a lot of products that you buy. What do I want? I and mean, then what's within my affordability range? Um, and then there's a whole lot of uh, different conditions underlying that, which I'm sure we're going to go into now, um, just to, to consider um, because there are variations within a funeral policy. 
Of course, uh, you know, pricing is so important, um, you know, while you want to safeguard the future of your children or whatever you're leaving behind, um, it, you also have to find something that suits your pocket right now. Afropolitans, if you've just joined us, we're talking about funeral cover, everything that you need to know, the do's and don'ts. Please give us a call if you have a question. My guest this evening is Andrew Codd. He's from Liberty. The number is 86 Give us a buzz if you have any questions. Andrew, we were talking about pricing. This is really important. I think before we, you know, drill down into that, um, is there a right time to look at taking out funeral cover? I mean, should you be of a certain age? When is the right time to take out um, some sort of cover? I don't think there's really a, a right or a wrong time. Um, you'd have to, normally, the younger you start, uh, the cheaper it is. Um, so, most insurers will price according to age, so it might be per individual age, might be an age bracket, so it's up to 10 years. And typically, older people, um, again, horrible, horrible thing to consider, but older people closer to uh, a likely claim of, uh, for death are obviously going to cost more. So the sooner you can, you can get going, uh, and the younger the people are that you are covering, whether it's yourself, your husband or wife, uh, maybe an uncle, aunt, grandmother, um, you know, the sooner you can get going, the cheaper it is. Um, so that's that's probably a, a key a key consideration. The longer you leave it, the older those people are, and the more you're going to have to be paying to to cover them. Um, in terms of ages, yeah, a lot of very often there will be a maximum age for certain for certain lives, and obviously you need to then get in below that that maximum age. Um, at Liberty, we for our wider family, our parents and extended family, we cover up to 84 as our, as our maximum entry age. So obviously if you leave it too long and that person is now 85 or older, then it's too late. That's also something to, to consider is the entry age of the, the product that you are purchasing. So when you take out uh, a funeral po- policy, as you say, like 84 is maximum age, you can't actually take anything out. Say at 80 years old, you decide to take out a funeral cover. I mean, does the cost of that, is it more expensive at that time as to uh, opposed to, you know, if the person took it out when they were 60? Yes, it is. So yeah, what, what you're doing really is any, any insurer is looking at the likelihood of or how soon you're going to be making the paying out the claim. So with an eight-year-old, uh, it's going to be a lot sooner that that, that person is expected to die. I mean, we don't know. Obviously, people are eight-year-olds mm-hmm. could live for 20, 25 years, but it's all about the expectation. So a 60-year-old would be expected to live for longer than an eight-year-old, and therefore a 60-year-old is going to be cheaper uh, to cover for the same level of cover, obviously, assuming you're covering them for the same amount. So, you know, we, we are often, we often see the ads all over. We see them in television. We hear them on the radio. We see them in the papers and the magazines. Uh, there's a hell of a lot out there in terms of funeral cover. I mean, now you can even take funeral co- uh, cover on your mobile phone. Um, all you need to do is put in your ID number and you can, you know, you, you can buy a policy over the phone. So do they need to do an assessment? Um, considering your age, considering your profession or your health, how does it work if, say, you in your early 20s and you decide, okay, I'm going to take out funeral cover, what is the first step? I mean, is there an assessment that is being done on that person before you actually give them an amount? Um, this is what you would need to be paying in order to get um, just your basic funeral cover. So there's typically with funeral cover, there isn't much in the way of an assessment of the, of the person's health. 
Um, and this is where funeral is very different from life cover. And they're mm-hmm. a very different product. So funeral is yeah. there to cover a, a particular expense. So you're expecting that when the person dies, I'm going to be contributing 20,000 rand or 10,000 rand towards the funeral, and that's the expense that I'm paying for. Uh, life cover is there essentially to cover lost income. So if I, as a breadwinner in my family, were to die, I need to make sure that I've got several years, ideally, of uh, of income uh, cover, covering um you know, to be paid out towards towards my wife. But there, obviously, there's a big amount, um, and that does justify quite a bit of assessment done by the last companies, and very often there will be medical questions asked mm. and even medical tests, maybe an HIV test, and a very big cover amount, you know, bigger and, and more more intensive uh, medical tests. With funeral cover, because it's typically small amounts, and we're talking average of 10, 20, 30,000 rand probably that the individual's been covered for, it really doesn't justify the cost of the insurer taking on extensive medical testing to work out how sick or healthy the person is. Hmm. So typically with funeral cover, it's really just your own details and mostly it's age. Um, some insurers will differentiate by gender and have different rates for male and female. Uh, at Liberty, we have the same rates for both. It's purely just age that, that determines your price. There's no medical questions at all. There's no medical tests that you have to do. So pretty much guaranteed acceptance um, straight up. And and it's as, it's as simple as that. Um, what there is, though, as protection for the insurers, because we don't know the health of the person that's covering, um, almost all, in all cases, there will be a, what we call a waiting period, um, which is typically six months. Mm-hmm. And within that period, if the person was to die from natural causes, there will normally no, be no uh, uh, payments that's, that's made. You normally get your, your premiums refunded, so you don't lose anything. Um, accidental death is typically covered in that period, and it's really there just as a protection because you know, otherwise there are people who will take advantage of the situation and know somebody's about to die because they're in really poor health, and mm-hmm. then they will um, cover them you know, knowing that they're going to die in a couple of weeks. And unfortunately, if that was... A lot. I mean, I know, I know the waiting period is quite controversial. A lot of people say, oh, well, that's just where insurers are making their money. That's not the case at all. It, it does work both ways. If yeah. we didn't have that waiting period, there would be people taking advantage, getting those early payouts, and prices would just be higher for everybody, um, which, is, which is not ideal. So that's what the waiting period is there for. Because there's no testing or medical questions checked, it's just that little bit of protection. Six months, you won't get a claim payout for a natural death. You will if there's an accidental death because that can obviously happen to to anybody, mm. and there's no there's no um, attempt by the by the customer to gain the system at all if it's an accidental death. So you know, going back to all the ads that are out there, there's enough competition in South Africa in terms of what's being offered, so people can shop around. But what should we be looking at um, when we're taking out a policy? What are the things that we often forget to look at? Because yes, you're talking about um, funeral cover, burial, um, but there's so many other things that come with that. What do we often, as you know, uh, consumers that take out funeral policies, what do we find that we've forgotten? to do? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question because normally you look at the immediate position and, and we've spoken about price and that's an obvious one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what am I going to pay for a particular level of, of cover that I want for the people that, that, I'm, you know, that I want on my funeral policy? The other thing to look about are how is that price going to change over time? Um, so you need to read the small print there to see you know, is this a level premium policy? I'm going to be paying the same price um, you know, for for the foreseeable future, 
or are there uh, increases to that price? And if so, what are they? And normally, uh, it's a requirement within the policy to show some sort of illustration of future premiums. So you should get an idea there of what your premium is going to be in a year's time, five years' time, ten years' time, and so on. And then also, what, what benefit am I getting? Because some people might increase the premiums, um, but there's no benefit increase. And you need to check to see, because obviously with inflation, that's a big mm. concern. You buy 10,000 rand cover now, that's great. That's exactly what I need. But if that claim is only in 10 years' time, 10,000 rand is not going to buy me as much um, as I need. And do I have benefit increases as well? So I think it's important to have some sort of inflationary protection that your benefit increasing over time and have a look at how the price is going to increase. I think what we've learned this year in particular, and that's why it's actually beautiful timing with our, our launch, we've just come out with our new Funeral Plus plan, um, is what's going to happen if I get into trouble uh, financially. So, mm. yeah, let's say I set up my policy, I've got five or six lives covered, and I've covered them all for 20,000 rand, let's say, as an example. What happens in a lockdown type of scenario um, where I lose my income or half my income, um, or a family member does, so within the family, the household income is massively uh, cut, what what can I do there? And that's why, you know, as I said, our, our, the timing of our launch is very much taking that Did into account where we, we do give the ability to, to alter your, your conditions as you go. Yeah, That's that, important as well, what flexibility to have. Andrew, that raises a really important um, point. I mean, what does happen if you... Um, in in this current situation, if you've lost your job and you can't actually pay the premiums every month, what is it? Uh, what what happens? Because we know that in, you know in in regular insurance policies and like life assurance policies and things, if you miss, um, you know, some of these things can lapse. Yes, so that that's important to, to have a look at. What what are the rules? And this will also differ by from insurer to insurer. What are the rules underlying my policy in in that situation? So what could happen is that what I have seen is. Some, some companies will allow you to stop paying your premiums, but then they'll often pause the cover as well, you know, which doesn't really help you because mm. if somebody dies in that, in that time, then you don't get the payout. But it does help you keep your policy going, which might be, might be okay if you're willing to take that, that risk in the short term. So you obviously need to check that within the policy contract. Uh, what, we, what we allow is, a, is the ability to skip a premium, and that triggers pretty early on in the contract. So you can skip one premium, and then that builds up on an annual basis. So... Look, obviously, if you had just taken out your policy right prior to, to lockdown, wouldn't be that helpful. You could you could still miss one premium, and that might get you tied you through for a couple of months. Um, but if you had kept it for a, a few years, you can build up those those premium skips. So let's say we'd had a customer who'd been with us for four years, uh, up to coming into the lockdown situation, they would then have four premiums that they could skip at that point, mm. which I think is great because that would have got them through. Through that, that tough uh, lockdown scenario, so yes, that's that's obviously an, an kind of a reward there to stick around, keep keep with us for for a for a period that allows you to build up that, that that flexibility. The other option that we do have, where which would have helped the customer in this situation, is the ability to adjust your benefit. So very often, you're locked in for a, a fixed benefit. You can't, if you want to increase it, you probably got to take out another policy. If you want to decrease it, you might have to lack the policy completely and start again. Um, whereas what we've built is the ability to actually reduce. So you can scale down those benefits. Like I said, you've got five or six people you're covering at 20,000 Rand. Maybe you want to drop one or two who you think, okay, I'm maybe not going to be contributing that much to and I could fund it myself. Or I just want to cut them all to let's say 10,000 Rand. 
um, mm. because that's all I can afford. So you, we, we give you that ability to do that. At least you've got some cover. There's something there. You're not losing everything. And then after, you know, once you get back on your feet again, cool, you can put your, put your um, cover back up to, to where it was. So, Andrew, that's if you have a conversation that, look, I can't pay for the next few months. If you decide after five years, look, I want to cancel this policy. I've paid you premiums for five years. Is there a chance that that person can get a refund on that? What happens in a case like that? In almost all cases, no. Unfortunately, you have paid for for the cover over that period. Um, and I know it's, it's very frustrating for a lot of people. We do handle queries like this where people say, OK, you know, I've I want to cancel the policy. Can I get some money back? Um, and they said, but I, I got nothing for it because I paid all that money and I didn't claim for it. Unfortunately, that's kind of the nature of insurance. It's the same as taking out car insurance. Um, you know, if I've been paying my premiums diligently for 10 years, I've never had a crash. Nobody's crashed into me. You know, so I've never claimed on it. Was that a bad deal? Well, actually, it wasn't because I had cover for that period and had something happened and I would have had to pay out. 20 grand to fix my car, you know, I would have had that insurance. But yes, mm. I didn't get any, anything back for it. Same thing with, with funeral cover. Um, you know, you, if after five years you decide, okay, I don't need the cover anymore or, you know, worst case, I, I can't afford it anymore and you cancel, you did have the cover for that period and had something happened, um, you know, you would have got mm. 20,000 rand as an example for to pay towards the funeral. But there's no, there's typically no underlying value to that that you can that you can cash it in and get your premiums back yeah i think that's Um, that's, an important i think that's a really important one to note that you know if you decide to cancel after so many years you're getting a nothing back um in terms of um the the other important thing to ask uh, you know you you did speak about it is to consider inflation obviously your premium prices would go up uh, um with inflation on a yearly basis so you would be paying a little bit more every year but the actual cover do is this an important question to ask whether your cover will also increase because if you take it out in year one and 20 years later you're still paying for it the same amount as you were saying is not going to cover the funeral at that stage so is that something that you need to make sure is happening with your cover that it's also moving up you know that pie is going to grow with inflation like your premium yes definitely so yeah, you've nailed it there exactly. Um, you, you need to work out that the buying power of 10,000 Rand now is going to be a lot less uh, if you were to get exactly 10,000 Rand paid out in 10 years' time when you need to contribute to the funeral. So most most funeral contracts or products will give you the option. So either you have no increases, um, and it's likely to be cheaper, but it then means that you, you've got mm. a, a much smaller benefit that's maybe not going to meet the needs. Um, on the other hand, if you do have the, have the option to have uh, an inflation increase, so we at Liberty have a, a CPI-linked increase. So we look at the consumer price inflation every year and we'll increase your benefit by that amount. You are going to pay slightly more for that benefit, um, but it's worth it when you when you claim because then you're getting the right amount for what you what you want to be paying towards. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that, that's an important thing to look at is actually just to check that you do have that, that inflationary yeah. increase Otherwise, it's sort of up to the customer to check if they, they've got a level benefit. They're going to have to check every five years or so and then have a look and go, okay, yeah. now is, this, is this going to be enough? No, mm. then I'm just going to take out a new contract and then I'll have a new, probably a new waiting period of six months again on that new benefit. Yeah. It's much better to have it built into your, into your contract like, like we do. 
Andrew, very quickly, we've run out of time, but very quickly, you know, what we've seen in recent months um, that wasn't great over this time is the time that it takes to pay out. Um, this is also something really important. It, it, can this uh, can a consumer insist on some sort of guarantee that, you know, if um, we take out this cover that we are going to get paid out in a certain time? Is it important for them to ask how long it's going to take? And apart from just the funeral, the, the the burial benefits, we need money to cater and all the rest. I mean, this time factor became really important and we saw what happened in the last couple of months with these really, really sad incidents where people were carrying bodies through to different places, um, you know, in, insurance companies uh, because they just didn't get the payout. In yeah, time. So that, that's, yeah, so that, that's obviously a critical part. What we do have, um, which is really great, we have a, a over, overall, the regulator that has overarching penal standards that we need to um, adhere to, and so the one of the standards is a 48-hour payout. Mm. So, as long as you are buying through a reputable insurer who is um, linked to those penal standards, you will have the maximum 40, 48 hours, and most are probably around about 24 hours. And obviously, in the, again, in the, in the COVID and lockdown scenario, that was important because. Those, those burials had to take place quickly. Yeah. You, need, you needed that, that payout. But yeah, as, as you mentioned there, you've got those various types of benefits um, and you can have benefits linked to, like we have, for, for example, a tombstone. You can have benefits paying out for, for airtime or body transport um, specific to those, those needs. All of those would be paid out within that, that time span. Definitely. And that's critical because if you don't get it in time for the funeral, you've got to go and take a loan or something. Mm. That's the whole, the whole point of the, of the funeral policy. So yeah, um, that's, that's important to, again, read small print. Most will actually state that the time, the time period that they expect to pay out. Yeah. Um, and as I said, the, the, the standard is 48 hours and all should be, should be under that. Andrew, we're going to have to leave you there. Thank you so much for your time this evening. Andrew Codd, Divisional Director for Liberty Emerging Consumer Market. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.